Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Loud and Local continues on The Rock with Kevin Deers. 99.9 KISW. It's 99.9 KISW, The Rock of Seattle. Right now I have a band called New Age Healers. Uh, Demolition Stories is the name of their most recent material. Came out 2022. Uh, right now, welcome to the show, guys. Uh, tell me what your name is and what you do in New Age Healers. My name's Owen Murphy. I am the lead singer, uh, principal songwriter, guitar player, and best-looking member of New Age Healers. Hey, man. Yeah. You got to know. You got The confidence, yeah. right? Right. It doesn't get old, believe me. <laughs> uh, my name is Jeremy Kepping. I'm the guitar player. I do uh, some mixing and uh, recording of the band, too. I'm easily the worst looking. Oh wow! Band, so self-deprecating. Okay. He's okay. actually the best looking member of the band. Wow! Yeah, and that's, you can. It's yeah. the beauty of radios. You'll never know. Exactly. <laughs> if this was a video podcast or something like that, we or a video show, we, we would be able to tell. But <laughs> yeah. I, I think you're both e- equally handsome. Thank so, you. Yes, yeah. absolutely. You're right. <laughs> who are we missing? Who are we missing from the show, or not missing? Who who's not here right now? Rather, well, our keyboard player Farhad isn't here. Um, our bass player Alan isn't here. Our other singer Liz not here. And our drummer Adam is not here. Okay, and they're missed deeply. Yeah, yeah. So let's get a little backstory about the band. Um, you know, how did how did you two meet, or, or how did the rest of the the band meet? How long have you guys been going? And uh, you know, what's the origin story of New Age Healers? Origin story. Um, I want to make some Star Wars joke or something like that. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So this started as a solo project. Um, I had uh, been working in Los Angeles. I'd, I'd leave on a Monday morning at four in the morning from my home in Shoreline and mm-hmm. fly down to Los Angeles, work there all week and fly back. And then one day I realized, I don't want to do that anymore. So I quit. And I was back home here in Shoreline rehabbing uh, our house yeah. and spending my days listening to a, a local radio station that I now work at called KXP. Mm-hmm. And I was just blown away by what I was hearing. I was like, you know, and I hadn't played in bands in 15 years. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to pick it up again. Because uh, uh, I was just hearing things that were really inspiring to me. Yeah, uh, And... And I also got a great piece of advice from a friend of mine, Ben. He is the lead singer of a pop punk band that's ser- semi-famous called Screeching Weasel. And he's a really good songwriter. Ben Weasel. Screeching, yeah, Ben Weasel. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and he, and he's he, a friend of yours. He's one of my best friends, yeah. That's uh, amazing. Yeah, I didn't know you knew. Okay, cool. Of course I know Screeching Weasel. Okay, okay. <laughs> and, um, uh, but he, he, uh, he talked about he, – he showed me that the system of writing songs like the Ramones use or uh, uh, lots of rock and roll stuff. Yeah. It's very, very simple. You start like an E chord, then you go to an A, then you go back to E, then you go to B, then you go to A, uh, a and then back to E. Is um, and, and most 
pop songs kind of do this sort of thing, right? Sure. And there's a reason why they do that sort of thing. In his point, from his point of view, is that's because it works, mm-hmm. right? Um, and the, for him, where it gets interesting is the sonic choices you make. So, like, what kind of guitar sounds you're going to add, which is what you know Jeremy adds to our band quite a bit. Is yeah. adding interesting choices. So, I, my songs, uh, if you were to strip them away, they're they're fairly basic, actually. Yeah. There's, there's lots of arrangement things happening and things coming and going, but um, but they're they, they kind of follow these rules. And that that little piece of advice he gave me just opened up floodgates. Uh, I mean, like right now we're we're sitting on a stack of songs we can't even get to. Wow. Uh, that are, we think are pretty good. They're great. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then uh, you've unearthed the 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 you figured it out. It's there was like a kink the solution. In the hose and the hose yeah. got unkinked. Yeah. And then explosion of all this music comes out. That's yeah. amazing. And then during the pandemic, um, uh, our guitar player had to leave the band because he he and his wife had two kids under the age of three. Wow. Uh, yeah. His name's Adam. Mm-hmm. And so and they they have big they had big time jobs here in Seattle. She's oh, yeah. a VP at Tableau. Uh, and he was working for Amazon Web Services, yeah. and they just could not do their jobs and have two kids on the age of three and have a nanny in their house. So they moved back to his hometown of Rochester, New York, so wow. he couldn't be in the band anymore. Yeah. And so I, I put the, the the siren song call up, please, for the love of God, someone join up. And, and uh, Jeremy uh, can tell you more about himself, but it, we were, we're I'm blessed to have him. He's an incredible uh, guitar nice. player. and Yeah. Uh, um, uh, uh, mixing engineer and producer, uh, and I think there's some pretty decent singing in there too. But we haven't heard that part mm-hmm. of it yet. So he he kind of we we talked on Facebook to set this up. He told me that you played in Grand Hallway and uh, yeah. Ta- yeah sorry Nakayama yeah yeah. So tell me a little bit about um you know some of your musical background and whatnot. Sure. I mean before that I was in a, a shoegaze band uh, called Voyager One. We were yes. awesome band. We were around for I don't know about ten years yeah. at the turn of the century there. Cool. Um, from the millennium, really, also. Um, and that was great. I, there was a, a phrase I used to bat around in that band um, called a blowing pant leg, and that sounds a little bit um, risque, but it's not. Uh, because the ampl- your amplifiers are down, you know, they're on the ground, yes. right? And, and there's a speaker cone moving a lot of air, which people may not realize. And it's right there, right next to your leg, usually, because we always practice in these really small kind of mold-infested rooms, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> And so if you hit your guitar really hard and you're turned up really loud, it moves enough air, actually will move your pant leg. That's amazing. And for years, that was Voyager 1, right? And then for years, you know, in Grand Hallway, it's not that kind of band. <laughs> sure. There's no pant legs being moved. <laughs> right? There's some hearts being moved. There's some hearts being moved. Move, moving pant, that's amazing. <clears throat> just not appropriate for that band. And then I was in an ambient band, actually also with Tomo Nakayama. Um, really? Called Sovan, and it's all very like Brian, you know, Daniel Lenoir, very yeah. meditative. Um, it's kind of how I learned to meditate was doing this like ambient kind of mm-hmm. stuff. But I still really like to get loud. I still really like to be obnoxiously loud at yeah. times, um, which you can attest to probably. <laughs> um, so I, I was thinking to myself, like, you know, the, the pandemic's kind of starting to ease up a little bit. And sure. I had a lot of this energy that felt like I needed to get out by being loud and blowing some pant leg. Um, Blowing some kind of right when I was thinking of that, my friend Tony, who's in Black Knight Crash, the another great band. Yeah, I've had them up on. Yeah, Yeah, he's an amazing drummer, and he was in Voyager One actually. Awesome. Um, So we played music together, and he's a solid dude. Yeah. Anyway, he he reposted Owens because I had never met anybody in New Age Healers. Yeah. Uh, He reposted Owens' um, bat signal for. <laughs> for a guitar player, and it was it was perfect. The timing was great. Let's do it. I started getting the songs in, and they were just like right up my alley. Yeah. And I started immediately having ideas about ways I could add to them, or you know, 
That's cool. Put my own stamp on it. How can I how can I fix these disasters? Owen is sharing with me. <laughs> that was my immediate thought. No. So I, I, I um was when I was listening to your album, I, I was immediately like, is this what people would consider shoegaze? Because like mm. I know I know um I'm not like super familiar with the I know like uh, my bloody Valentine sure. and Ride and some of the like more famous bands. Um I guess there's like a whole history of like, you know, looking down at the pedals and gazing at your shoes and stuff. But w- <laughs> would you guys call yourselves a shoegaze if people were to classify you in your micro genre? Sort of. Yeah, I think so. But um, you had a great take on this. So we played a show last uh, Wednesday um, at the um, Chop Suey. At Chop Suey with a, a couple yeah. – a band from Chicago called Ariel. They're amazing. And a band from Los Angeles called Deserta, also amazing. Uh, you should check them out. They're wonderful. Uh, and you kind of – we were talking about our sound as compared to them. And you described it in a certain way, which I, which I thought was really interesting. It was actually described to me in a certain way by a, a friend of mine, Lance, who um, is in a bunch of local bands as well. Uh, yeah. Hypatia Lake is um, – Lance, Lance's yeah. main band. And uh, he's like, you know, I, I, I've been listening to the record a lot, and I really like the way it's it's kind of American, right? And I think a lot of the shoegaze stuff gets kind of... Euro or, or British. British specifically, yeah. right? And it yeah. gets really sort of Anglophile sure. and like really um, people start singing with accents and stuff. It's kind of hard to <laughs> yeah. escape, you know? Sure, right? sure. I, I believe it's genuine. I don't believe it's disingenuous. I, yeah, I yeah, think yeah. they actually just love the genre so much that the accent becomes part of... The sound. It's like when you're right. singing along to Morris and you accidentally do British accent and you're like, oh my God. <laughs> or not so accidentally. Like it just becomes part of yeah. that lilt becomes mm-hmm. as much a melody line as mm. anything else in the song. Right? Totally. So, um, but Owen's songs, there's there's a, a center that is not as Eastern Atlantic, right? Sure. There's, there's a center that I wouldn't call it mid-Atlantic because then it'd be in the middle of the water. But <laughs> I would say that it's like, it is, it is grounded. In both American and English sounds. Anyway, so back to Lance, and he's he's saying, you know, I really love the the record because it feels like Sugar meets Ride, which nice. you know is very much like in my mind an American reference and a British shoegaze reference, which was great because in mixing the record and producing the record, we definitely didn't want to scrub that from the way the songs were written. We wanted to be true to to that yeah. um, core, which is how the song started. Yeah. I like I write these songs. I like rock and roll. I Embrace mean, the big American dumb rock. Yeah, I, I, I like dumb rock. Man. Yeah, man. you know, um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we have songs that have elements of shoegaze. I mean, there's certainly some swerve, swerve driver and ride and my bloody Valentine influences yeah. in there. But also, there's Zeppelin influence. Black Sabbath, for goodness sakes. We have a new song that's totally Black Sabbath sounding. But that's you know, awesome. we but they're they're more straightforward in their sounds. You know, they're kind of martial amps and and uh, little uh, distortion. And that's about it. We're, we're we're adding. You know, that's one of the fun things about shoegaze. You got all those pedals there. Yeah. Uh, and it's an adventure to use them and add, you know, you could add one uh, reverb pedal, but why not have two? Yeah. You know, uh, well, along with distortion and some echo, you know. So you get this big, gigantic Phil Spector wall of sound that is just, uh, to me, really interesting. And, and the, all these sound waves kind of bounce off each other and create, it's weird, like they create their own sound and their own emotions, sort of. It's just the darndest thing. It's a, uh, really enthralling type of music to, yeah. to make. And it's not the only type of music I like, but uh, it's one I really enjoy making because of that, because of, of the sonics that are created with all, the, all these sounds coming together in this kind of uh, melodic cacophony, as it were. That's cool. Like, you you create this humongous sound and you kind of just play with, you know, the madness that it creates. That's what know. we do. There you go. Play yeah. with the madness. Can yeah. I play with madness? Iron Maiden. Uh, guys, okay, so let's go into a song. Uh, we're going to go into a song called Scars. And uh, 
Thanks for coming in. Uh, we're going to go into a song here, Scars. Uh, again, New Age Healers. We'll be back with them. It's Loud and Local on The Rock. pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole well good thing instacart shoppers are as picky as you are they find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line they are milk expiration date detectives they bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are so let instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. New Age Healers here on Loud and Local. Owen, what year did you guys start again? Well, this product started uh, in, in late 2015, early 2016. I mean, that's okay. like seven years ago. I can't believe it. Um yeah, that's that's when it started. But it, again, like I told you earlier, it was a solo project. I, I just yeah. did everything by myself. Uh, and you know, you can go back and listen to the old recordings, and uh, like they're they're good for what they are. And, yeah. and there's certain people, who, fans of ours, who really love them. But uh, it's it's expanded into like a, a full band thing now, and the Sonics are much. It's it's a much bigger, cooler thing to me. Yeah. Did you always grow up playing music? Were you in bands prior to this, or was uh, this your first band? Yeah, I mean, the fr- I mean, I'm from Minneapolis, and the first bands I r- was in was. Um, uh, there's a band called Mickey Finn out of Minneapolis. Okay. We toured the country a number of times. We were on a label called Big Money Records. And, like, yeah. you know, we I remember playing Seattle, you know, probably 30 years ago, but we played at what is now El Corazon, but then yeah. it was called the Off Ramp. Yep. Uh, That's where Pearl Jam played their first show. Oh, very good. Yeah. yeah. Um, Still got that same pole. Uh, mm. Right. Right in the middle of the stage. Yep. I guess I don't remember that, but uh, um, <laughs> uh, actually, yeah, sure. I must have seen it. Um, some shows I've been to. Um, yeah. So, uh, you know, and we. You know, and then from there I moved to I followed my uh, my girlfriend now my wife to New York City, awesome, uh, and played in bands there. Uh, and that's kind of when I quit in my early 30s because I was like, I'm tired of dragging gear all over New York City and playing to fives of people on a sure. Wednesday. I'm like, I'm done. <laughs> well, what what brought you to Seattle? Uh, I moved here, so I've worked in radio uh, yeah. for the last 25 years or so, and I um, moved here to launch as the assistant program director. But in charge of programming to, to launch 710 ESPN Seattle, yeah. which is now called Seattle, Seattle Sports. Sports. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So there's a bunch of people over there I hired uh, who are just wonderful folks. And That's I'm, awesome. And, it, and it's been, oh my gosh, it's a, it was a 14, 14 years now. My gosh. All right. Uh, we got Brock Hewitt on the line oh, actually right well, now. I'm just hey, kidding. <laughs> I'll give you his, call him. I'll give you his phone number. Yeah. <laughs> That's I, awesome. I got some funny Brock stories. Uh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a wonderful guy. That's yeah. cool. Well, okay. So, um, you know, I, I actually had uh, Eva from from the Black Tones uh, in, in the studio, and, and she was like, you know, she uh, before she mentioned that she worked at KXP, she kind of was like, am I allowed to say that? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, hold up. We ain't radio station gangbang in here. Like, yeah. you do a cool thing. I do a cool thing. Let's just support each other, right? Like, yeah. it's all part of the same musical ecosystem. Yeah. I want to rise people, uh, you know, kind of raise people up and that are doing amazing things, right? So yeah. it's like, you know, and then you, so, so you're in, in sports radio, but you also work on KXP. Yeah, I produced the morning show with John Richards on KXP. That's awesome, man. Right Thank on. Uh, so, okay, so not everyone, um, you know, is is you know touring a r- mega rock stars. A lot of us have to have normal day jobs. You just mentioned yours. What do you? What do you? So, are you a recording artist or a recording engineer? Is that your Jeremy's job? Pretty day gig? Uh, It's kind of fun. Yeah, I'm an I'm an audio engineer. I, I awesome. work for uh, the video game Halo. Really? I'm uh, over at Microsoft. Of, yeah, yeah. Three four three Industries is the wow. studio, and then we're owned by Microsoft. Yeah. That's cool. And I'm on the audio team over there, so I do all the music stuff. Wow. Uh, some of the music stuff for them, and then a bunch of audio stuff for them, too. So, but I'm 
posters and stuff for the music, and then I cut up all the music and put it in the game. Sick. So that when people are playing the game, the music responds to the way they're playing and stuff like that. <sighs> that is a super cool job. Fun. It's a fun job. Yeah. That's amazing. Do you, do you get to you know test the video games and stuff? Or? Oh, I mean, I play that video game. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, you're yeah. just like I get a lot of it you, you go home you're like it. don't put Halo in front of me <laughs> my kid loves it though so I get home and he's like he's like you know button mashing and that's amazing yelling at other people online and stuff and yeah um, <laughs> still somehow finds time to be the expert in how the game is put together and nice yeah you know because he's 12 so that happens <laughs> but yeah it's a great job it's not it's not like a real job it's you know it's a it's a fantasy job there basically. you go yeah uh Okay, so a couple questions I'm going to just totally throw at you. Cool. And these are questions I like. I'm, I I have not prepped you. I'm going to throw an answer at you. Okay. I like to answer. You ready? Okay. Here's the answer. Once in college. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> uh, what is the first album you ever purchased with your own money? And even if it's embarrassing, on vinyl, tape, cassette, whatever it was, first album you ever purchased. Yeah, it's a Pat Benatar one. It's, okay, um, nice. It's got uh, Hell is for Children and Hit Me With Your Best Shot on it. That's the first album I ever bought with my own paper out money. Yeah. So kids back in the day, these things filled papers. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And they had deliver. dollar bills. Yeah, yeah. It was actual paper as well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but then stuff like, you know, London Calling by The Clash. And mm-hmm. I, I remember I remember there was a, there was a video show on in Minneapolis uh, on Saturday nights late, and they'd play really cool stuff. And that's where I first, like, jam and The Clash – uh, and, and like seeing the jam on there and there's a song called Absolute Beginners which is just an incredible song yeah uh, you know to this day I still love it and, um, and this is 40 years later and uh, uh, that just blew my head off and like you know what was this show called? oh I don't know I mean this is it, uh, Saturday Night Videos with oh, okay. KQRS on blah blah I don't, I don't remember now um, it's a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I thought you were thinking of Night Flight or something uh, like Night that. Cool. No, it was a local yeah. show. Okay. Yeah, it was a That's local awesome. show. And they did cool stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it was really cool. You I know? love it. So, yeah, those are the first ones I bought. There's some 40. I mean, I bought the Star Wars Cantina 45, mm. too. You know, I was like 10. Does that count? I don't know. <laughs> the 45. Yeah. That's great. Blondie Heart of Glass. B, what's the B side of the Cantina song? Uh <laughs> <laughs> What do you get when you flip it over? <laughs> a headache? I don't it's know. It's funny. You, yeah. you, you're talking about like, you know, ke- watching all these videos. I, I interviewed uh, a death metal band for, for Metal Shop a couple months. It was probably a year ago at this point. But they were mentioning how, and, and this ties into your radio job, they were mm. mentioning how back in the day uh, there was a guy um, who hosted a show called Brain Pain on KCMU, KEXP now. And it was a, like one of the first like really um, underground death metal shows right. and really underground thrash metal shows. And they would have brain pain parties. They would just buy church. They would get the signal because it was at the U District at that time. It was a very yeah. small signal. They would could all go into this one house and they would just rage and they would they would call up and harass the DJ, this guy, and they would have brain pain parties. So, I mean, just like your music videos well, you catch as it, a kid. Right, and that's that's, what, that's the community right yeah. there. Right? So that, that, that show was delivering something that no other show would deliver to these people who loved this music, yeah. right? And it's just like you know, one of the sports is like a, a, a great connector. Yeah, uh, you can walk in any bar. And I, so I, tr- I also work for ESPN, so I travel yep. a lot. So you can walk in any bar and talk sports with anybody. Usually, yeah, right. Well, to a, to a lesser extent, when you meet those people who have this, who like music like you do, uh, those co- those conversations, those connections, you feel like you're connecting with someone in a really deep way because you love this the spirit of art and music and yeah. stuff. And that's uh, I, I love to hear that story. Yeah, I, I think it's vital and important. First album you ever purchased? It was a Phil Collins No Jacket Required. Really? Cassette. Okay. 
A cassette. Nice. Yeah. What's a cassette? No. Exactly. <laughs> I, have to, I remember those like a uh, Columbia Record and Tape Club. People. Yeah, oh yeah, ten for yeah. ten for a cent for or something. Like that. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure their lawyers are after me. You gonna go see Peter Gabriel on the, the tour? Statute of limitations is. I am probably not. You know, I'm, I, I shy away from the big macro mm-hmm. shows. Yeah, I did go see um, uh, Roger Waters. Oh, nice. That's about as macro shows I'm gonna get. Yeah, it was fantastic. It's just it, those kind of shows, those like huge shows, yeah. make me kind of tired. Like, I just oh yeah, like, oh my god, this is so much. I'm really more into the like small, smaller rock venues and stuff like that. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, you end up spending you know so much time getting into the venue and then just spending so much money on merch. I yeah. dig it, and it's always an experience and it's fun. But I much more can can enjoy the like intimate yeah. local rock, you know venue experience so did no sure. jacket required have in the air tonight on it i don't even remember i just oh. remember the cover there was a jacket on the cover of course <laughs> so i guess he didn't need a jacket because he already had a jacket <laughs> it wasn't required it was yeah, no exactly. longer required uh, I'm, <laughs> yeah, i, I, I think that's what sure I that mean, song's amazing yeah, of course yeah, yeah of course yeah. yeah since this is a northwest show um what's your favorite or a couple of your favorite northwest artists of all time doesn't have to be bands could be mm-hmm. you know single artists yeah there was a band called the Melody Unit, which was okay. around. I recognize the name. Yeah, I don't know. yeah, yeah. They were great. They were like, they started. Uh, it's my friend Kevin's band. They started as um, kind of early Stereo Lab kind of vibe, cool. and, and they they really had this great like Velvet Underground. Every song's nine minute long. It, probably not, sure. but it felt like they they got in this really great trance space. But guitars, you know, female male vocals. They were great. Awesome Melody Unit. Well, the one that stands out to me. Um, it was Soundgarden, and, and yeah. I, I liked the first time I ever saw Soundgarden was in the late '80s before they had signed to a major label, mm-hmm. and they were featured on 120 Minutes on MTV. Shout out Matt Pinfield. Shout out, th- hello, he's Matt still Pinfield. in radio. Yes, he is. Yeah. Um, uh, and I'm oh, there's a song called Flower, which I, I think is I mean you can hear uh, what we're doing now and what that song created then. Uh, it's an odd time signature. The vocals are kind of buried, which is incredible considering Chris um, Cornell's incredible singing. Yeah. But they're kind of – they're almost a second uh, – a fourth instrument or fifth instrument as it were. Uh, and it's this big wall of sound. It's Songflower. If, if you don't – if you love Soundgarden and you never, never listen to early Soundgarden, Flower by Soundgarden is absolutely an incredible place to start. Just amazing. Yeah, so that's the one that stands out to me. Man, and that's a band that, uh, and I was talking about it uh, with, uh, I had like a death metal band in here, and they actually mentioned they would love Soundgarden, and and I was telling them, like, it's something that I've come to appreciate recently is that if you had any other vocalist, they could just be a sludgy, doom, stoner metal band, Mm. but then you put his vocals on top of it, and it's like this soaring rock, you know what I mean? Like, he had such a different element to it, but like, they're... If they, if they had someone screaming on top of it, it would sound exactly alongside, you know, the, like, you know, stoner metal, you know, harsh, you know, kind of stuff. But well, the thing, I mean, the, those guys could play, too. Like, Matt I Cameron. I should probably turn my mic on. Oh. <laughs> Do you it's all that? good. Yeah. I've had it on most of the time. So, oh. anyways, keep going. Well, I was going to, like, uh, Matt Cameron, uh, that's one of the greatest drummers in rock history. Oh, yeah. Uh, the syncopation's incredible, and the, 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 the sonic choices he's making and I mean, he he's practically writing some of those songs, you know. Kim Thiles, uh his guitar choices. I mean, it's they're they're incredible. Yeah, you know. I mean, they, they I think they went into odd tunings because of Ben when Ben Shepard joined the band. But even um, I think it was was a Hiro Yamamoto who was a bass player before uh, Ben Shepard. I, I think it's his name. It's hard to remember now because that's a long time ago. Uh, but he they, he was also <laughs> they were incredible. You yeah, know? that's a 
an incredible band to me. Absolutely. Uh, and I still love them. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible band. Yeah. It's awesome. Uh, before I let you go, uh, what's the best way to, for people to follow along with y'all if they can't see a live show, whether they, uh, you know, have various jobs or, you know, they, they have to stay home with the kids? What's the best way to follow along with you guys? And- We've launched, launched a psychic network. Um, so uh, just concentrate <laughs> and we will beam messages to you. Or awesome. just physically come to your house. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we yeah. might just show up one day. We might just show up yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that seems like an odd idea, but Jeremy, I'm in. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, yeah, we'll make people dinner. What's that? Okay, no, 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 no they gotta make us dinner. Oh, they make us dinner. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Oh, Send nice. us pictures of whatever you're cooking. Yeah, yeah. I like that. May not show yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we would come over, but that looks terrible. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, just I mean, Bandcamp is a yep. uh, talk about like a, a institution that like supports artists. Oh yeah, uh, especially during the pandemic, Bandcamp Fridays. Whew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, if you like vinyl, we have vinyl for sale on there. Um, awesome. Yeah, just uh, new. I think well, it's either bandcamp.newagehealers.com or vice versa, newagehealers.bandcamp.net.scapes.geocities. Awesome. Slash Web crawler. Ask Jeeves. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Uh, we're going to go into Melts Away, uh, but here's the thing. Oh. You come from radio, so this you got to do it the cheesiest way. So what I do is for the last <laughs> for the last segment of this show, I, ha- I ask someone from the band to yeah. do this. I want you to do big, booming voice of God, morning zoo introduction, just wacky, stupid, corny. You know, you just mention your name. Of the band, mention the song, and you're listening to KISW, but be as, you know, Dr. Demento as possible. (laughs) It's a two for Tuesday, getting the let out on KISW, live in Seattle with New Age Healers. Turn it all the way up and rip off the knob as your radio melts away. Amazing. Don't take my job, dude. Don't take my job. Thank you very much. New Age Healers here on The Rock.
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 